Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Well, hello, it's Sunday night, and you're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show with me, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. And today we're going to be discussing the effects of divorce on children. Researchers estimate that 41% of all first marriages end in divorce and 8.6% of second marriages end in divorce. Alberta actually recently had the highest divorce rate in Canada, which came in at about 72.8%. Wow, that's high. We all know that some relationships just don't play out the way that we had once hoped and we're left making those hard decisions. When children are involved, it can make it that much more difficult, which is why I decided to bring in our guest today, Joanna Sedell. Hello. Hi. She's been here before. It's been a while though. Has it been a couple of years? I think so. Wow, I've been doing this show for like three and a half years now. Hmm. Time flies. My goodness. Uh, She is a child and family therapist and mediator, and part of her expertise involves separation and divorce. She's worked with families and children, helping them manage uh, the emotional, exhausting, and stressful process of separation and divorce. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for inviting me on your show, Laura. You are welcome. Let's get started. So not only are parents impacted by this decision, children are also greatly impacted. Uh, Routines change, living arrangements change, so many changes, and sometimes it's easy to forget how much this is going to affect the child. So what are some of the psychological effects of divorce on children, Joanna? Well, this is such an important topic to be speaking about. Um, Divorce affects all children differently. Um, However, we need to consider that it can have a massive impact on children's lives. It introduces significant change on their lives, a change in their family dynamic, a change in their caregiving routines, change in their home, and some uncertainty in their lives. And children can experience anger, anxiety, depression, aggression, problematic and antisocial behavior um, as a result of their family dynamic shifting. Um, They may struggle with feelings of insecurity and feel unloved, and divorce can increase the risk of mental health problems. Um, They can have increased risk of having difficulties at school, both socially and academically, and the list goes on. Does age play a factor in this? Because I would assume like if the child is about two or three or four, it's not going to impact them that much because they don't really know what's going on. But as as they get older, even into their adolescent years, it can really impact them. Well, I do think age does play um, a factor in this. Of course, um, somebody who's a child who's two years old, um, who maybe uh, whose parents divorce at such a young age, may be really well adjusted to two homes because that's how they grew up in, right? But a 10-year-old who lived in their parents' one home with their family for, you know, all of their 10 years might have a more difficult time with such changes. Yeah. And how do we prepare our children for divorce? divorce? So um, if parents are planning to get a divorce, it is important to talk to your children about it, right? Like, don't go around your house hiding it or keeping secrets, right? Talk to your children about what's happening in your family. They're part of your family. Um, Children thrive from predictability. They like to know that their life is predictable. If possible, Tell them what the plan is. It doesn't have to be a detailed plan. You don't have to predict 
their whole life ahead of them, but tell them things like who will stay in the home and who will be moving out and what are the parenting arrangements that are put in place. Um, Provide children with reassurance that they will see both their parents frequently. And how about parents that don't really know what's going on themselves? That that conversation could be quite difficult, especially if the relationship is very tumultuous and there really isn't a lot of conversation going on. And when there is, it's there's a lot of yelling going on in the home. Right. How do we go about it that way? This is where I encourage parents to sort of look past the conflict and look past the, you know, issues that they're disputing about and focus on the kids because the children need them and they need them focused on how their life is going to look um, when their family is separating. Children do not wake up and say, I want my family to separate. So we really need to focus on their needs at that time. They say that the first year after divorce is the toughest. Is Mm. that true? Oh, it's very true. That's an absolute fair statement. So let's discuss some tips to reduce the psychological toll of divorce on children. All right. So let's start with maintain a healthy relationship with your child. Joanna, what does that look like? How do we do that? So, I mean, maintaining a healthy relationship with your child is protecting them, right? Making them feel secure, making them feel loved. Don't blame them. Protect them from the conflict. Spend time with them. Keep their routines and structures in place, their activities. Um, I like that, what you just said. Okay. Yeah. Keep their routines intact. As best as you can, right? Right. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. So, you know, um, maintaining a healthy uh, relationship with them is allowing them to love both their parents if they had good relationships with them before the separation. Make them feel safe. You can love mom, you can love dad, you can love any of the important people in your lives. And we're going to talk more about how uh, helping your child feel safe and secure and offering some tips to reduce the psychological toll of divorce on children when we come back on the Dating and Relationship Show. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are talking about the effects of divorce on children right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the Dating and Relationship Show with me, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. And joining me today is our special guest, Joanna Sadal. She's a child and family therapist. She's also a mediator. Welcome, welcome. So before the break, we were discussing tips to reduce the psychological toll of divorce on children. I just want to continue with that. So you said something about helping your child feel safe and secure. Mm -hmm. So now, what does that look like? So I would assume that looks like reassuring them how you feel about them, uh, showing them displays of affection, doing what you say that you're going to do. Joanna, Mm -hmm. you can continue. So those are all important um, strategies to help your child feel safe and secure. Um, I think most importantly is giving your children room to feel. Let them have upset feelings or angry feelings or any feeling that they have towards their changing family situation. Um, And that's where the reassurance comes in. And that's where you help the child become a little less stressed out in a situation that feels stressful. And let them 
um, allow them space so that they can come and speak to you about something if something's bothering them, right? Absolutely. And, and they should not be afraid of you because mommy or daddy is in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're afraid of you, then they're going to feel the opposite of secure, right? They're going to feel insecure, right? And they're not going to be able to come to you um, with their hurt and upset feelings. And that in itself will... Um, will be an insecure attachment. And I feel that empowering your child is also very important. How can we empower our children? Well, I think just empowering them by talking to them, you know, giving them confidence, letting them know that they're going to get through this, that this is a temporary change in their lives, um, approaching the situation as a family and as a team, um, and letting them know that you've got their back no matter what. And using consistent discipline. Mm. How about that one? Well, that's Ra- a- rather than letting discipline go out the window and like, okay, well, we feel bad now, so we're just going to let you do whatever the heck you want to do. Well, that's one of the most important discussions when we talk about separation and divorce because we have two different homes often, right? Mm-hmm. And two different sets of discipline. And parents can lose adequate parenting functioning. They can lose their ability to parent these children in light of a separation because they don't have joint parenting covenants. They don't have a consistent way of parenting their children so they can lose some authority unless they have a good co-parent to team up with. And co-parenting peacefully leads me to my next statement. So co-parenting peacefully. I think this is very, very important. I've seen many relationships that have gone sour and the children really are the ones that are affected here. They don't want to see their parents fighting even when they're not together. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about that a little bit. Well, I mean, I really just have one tip around that. And, you know, keep the children away from their conflict. Yeah, like it's like it's not a tug of war, you know. Right. So stop fighting in front of them. And stop involving them in, in, in your business. That's right. Only there's adult things that you don't need to share with your children. What can happen to a child when you bring the child into your nasty divorce? Well, I think it can cause a lot of harm. For the children, we know we are very well researched that conflict, whether you're in a relationship or separating from a relationship, can cause psychological and emotional harm in children. Especially when you put the kids in the middle of your arguments. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. horrible. I hate when people do that. It drives me crazy. You know, we, we gotta we gotta remove the blame that we assign to these parents because sometimes it's not the parents' fault. They're so stressed out about the conflict that they lose insight about how to parent their children effectively. I know, but they should not be bringing their children into their garbage and their drama. And it's like the the kids shouldn't know what daddy did wrong and daddy slept with this person or mommy did that. or It's like not their business. They don't need to know because it stresses them out. Well, that's why this show is so important. And every educational tool there is out there to remind parents to put the children first and prioritize them in light of a very, very difficult situation. Okay, my next point is we need to teach them coping skills, how to manage their thoughts, their feelings and behaviors in a healthy way. How can parents do this at home? Well, first they can model it right? One of the most important ways to do that is be a good role model to your children and teach them how to approach 
conflict effectively, right? When we think about conflict, there's a problem. What are effective problem-solving skills? What are effective communication skills? These are all things that we should be teaching and modeling for our children to help them develop appropriate coping skills. Monkey see, monkey do. (laughs) That's right. That's great advice, Joanna. We need to take a break, Joanna, but when we come back, we're going to talk about any signs or symptoms that children may display that come from a divorce and what we should be watching out for. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It's Dating and Relationship Show Sunday night. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We have a very important topic today. We're discussing the effects of children uh, going through a divorce with a family therapist, Joanna Sedell. She's also a mediator. Um, how's the mediation going? <laughs> Goes different tough. for every family, right? <laughs> yeah. Different spin on every family. I'm sure you've seen it all. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, sometimes children are too young to understand, and other times they feel sad or mad or even as if they're suffering a loss. So is there anything that we should watch out for, any signs or symptoms that children may display that come from a divorce? Well, I think parents should be ready for any reactions that children may have, right? And as I said before, some children may be appear withdrawn or disconnected, and sometimes children may behave, you know, really, you know, sort of advertly, um, impulsively. They may have tantrums. They may be crying a lot. Um, some children will ask parents a lot of questions. Um, and I think parents need to respond to how their children are feeling and the reactions that children are having. And they need to give children the space to have those reactions before shutting them down. Yeah, okay. And I want to talk about some of the tips that parents can do to help alleviate some of these feelings that children experience from parents splitting up. Yeah, so so I think that's the number one thing we're talking about is maintain a healthy relationship with your child. If you had a good relationship with your child that felt secure before the separation, that should not change. What if you didn't? Well, then that's a whole other, you know, that's a whole other radio show. Um, But I think maybe separation and divorce brings an opportunity for a parent who has a troubled relationship with a child to work on that and to be a better parent. You know, they use this term, it's called the born again parent. And it means that a parent that otherwise wasn't involved in a child's sort of early years and upbringing becomes very involved after a parent's divorce. And that's actually can be a very, very good thing for children. So this may be an opportunity for parents to have even a better relationship with their children because they're put to the test where they have to parent them independently. Now, when children or adolescents are troubled by the divorce of their parents and they're displaying some signs that they're not happy, and what are what are some things that might happen to this, this child that's feeling frustrated and and unloved or confused about what's going on? Because I, I mean, do they turn to drugs, some of them? Like, what are some things that could possibly come out of of, of a divorce? Well, well, that goes back to your very first question about the, the impact and the effect that separation and divorce have on children. So certainly all those things that we discussed earlier can children can experience. Can they rely on drugs and substances to make them feel better during this time? 
Absolutely. And we don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want that. It can be a loss, right? Divorce is a loss and it can be traumatic. So we have to think about how children respond to different forms of loss and trauma in their lives. And it may affect them at school. It may affect them. It can certainly affect them academically and socially, right? They may have difficulty making friends. They may have difficulty resolving conflict if they're constantly exposed to conflict that's not resolved, right? So all of these things are risks for children. So it's really the way that parents handle their divorce that's much more important um, and that will determine the effects of how it will impact the children. And studies show that divorce uh, may increase the risk for mental health problems in children and adolescents for that matter. Is this a reason to stay together for the children? Because I I know a lot of people that do. You see it everywhere. You see it all the time. Mm -hmm. People are in unloving relationships. And I know there's people listening in right now that are going, yeah, (laughs) we're doing that right now. There's no love in that relationship, but they stay together for the kids just so that they don't move them out of the home and then they don't disrupt their lives. How do you feel about that? So as your first question, it can be a risk factor. Children can experience more risk of having mental health disorders or mental health issues if their parents are divorced. But again, it comes down to the conflict. It comes down to what they were exposed to as part of the divorce, right? So if children, um, if, if parents have an amicable divorce, a cordial divorce, they have good communication, they have good parenting strategies, they're good co-parents, children can be very well adjusted. And then they may see their parents repartner and have happy, healthy, good, intimate partner relationships. And wouldn't that be amazing for the children? I love that. I love what you just said. So tell us, though, what can happen to children who live in homes with a lot of arguing and hostility? That's almost worse than getting a divorce, having to live in that. Absolutely. It is that it is goes within the same um, theme that absolutely parents who children who are exposed to parental conflict, either through a separation or in a family home, are at risk of many different things in their lives. And we have to t- to teach children, calmness, secure relationships, right? Stability. These are all things that can impact children if they're not taught. So how do you feel about uh, two people that are are not in love anymore, uh, but they're staying together for the kids, but they can live peacefully in harmony in the home, in a calm home, uh, but there's no love there, and they're off doing their own thing, but they're staying together for the kids. How do you feel about that? So I think that's their choice. Right. If they feel like that is the best choice for them, then that is their that is their right to do it. But 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 what they are the impediment that they're going to face is a healthy, loving relationship that they can experience. So it's really not about the children. It becomes about the parent. Yeah. Okay, we need to take a break. Uh, We're going to talk about the available therapy for children when going through a divorce right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We'll be back. Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 
It's Sunday night. You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta. Joining me today is Joanna Sedal. She's a child and family therapist and mediator. She works in Toronto, and we're going to give you her contact information if anybody needs to reach out to her after the show. And now I want to talk about um, how divorce affects children in the future when it comes to their own relationships. I would assume that a lot of them would have commitment issues. Yeah. Some of them do, right? They they may fear abandonment, right? Sure. They may be worried that relationships are not everlasting, right? They are, you know, so they they may fear that. They may have difficulty making a commitment and may feel ambivalent about relationships. I see a lot of couples who are very stuck in that decision making about whether they should make the next step and get married or have a future together. And um, this is something I see sometimes when, you know, they have a history of, of divorce in their family. Um, they may have less positive attitudes towards marriage. They may be much more accepting of divorce. Um, and they may have less faith and trust in healthy and secure relationships. And because of the divorce rate being on the rise and has been for quite a few years, you see this happening right now. A lot of millennials are waiting to be in committed relationships and a lot of them are not getting married mm-hmm. you know, while in their 30s and mm-hmm. not married, right? Right, right. And we forget about how satisfying marriage can be, Right. Because when we work through our troubles together, right, there's so much life satisfaction that can come out of that. But I think that it's easy for us to uh, feel negatively about marriage because of divorce. Mm-hmm. You see so much of it. Right. Your parents, your uncles, right. your aunts, your friends. I remember my friend said to me once, I've never been married. My friend said to me, Laura, you have to get married at least once. And mm. I said, why? She goes, well, you have to know, you, you need to know what it feels like. Right. I think every single one of my friends has been married and divorced. Mm. And I'm like, actually, no, I, I, don't, I don't really need to know how it feels. Right. But if I do feel like I'm going to, I meet the right person, I will get married. But I just feel like I haven't. So I'm not going to settle and I'm not just going to marry someone to end up in divorce in a few years. Why mm. would I want to do that? Divorce is so stressful. Joanna. It is very stressful, but I mean we have to we have to evaluate the lens that we're looking through, right? And if we're looking through a lens, a fear of commitment, then we're not going to have very positive views around marriage. I totally agree, and that's not the reason why I didn't get married. It wasn't fear of commitment. It's just the, a fear of being with the wrong person because I felt like, you know, we weren't going to be that compatible down the road. Sometimes you just settle in and get comfy and then time goes by. (laughs) You're like, well, I don't really want to marry this person, but eventually it dies off. (laughs) Uh, But then it's easier to leave when you actually, when you're not married. Right. Yeah. Okay. So how can therapy change this for our children? How can therapy help them? Wow, it can help in so many ways because dealing with divorce is so difficult, right? So children can benefit from therapy. Firstly, they can have a supportive adult to speak to that is neutral and not tied to their parents' divorce. And therapy can help educate children to understand their family situation. These children are coming in so confused, right? And so a a, a child and family therapist can help children sort out their feelings. 
Um, Therapy can help children develop strategies to cope with their situation. Um, Therapists can provide perspective and reassurance. Um, And the most important thing I think that therapists can do is that they can be an advocate for a child. And they can help their voices be heard. And they can help children have input into their parents' divorces and family situations. And and what different types of therapy is used? And what is usually the age of the children that come in for counseling and therapy? Okay, well, there's a long list of therapies that can be used, but I think I'll talk about a few. I think we talked about child therapy, right? The benefit of children who are going through a difficult divorce to have a therapist in their life. Um, we can talk about also a parenting coach, someone to help co-parents parent effectively, right? Give I them, love that. Right? Give them guidance. I, I always say that I think a lot of parents need a, a license to have children because honestly, like some of them are so immature and they don't even know how to take care of themselves, let alone take care of a child. Right. I do so much co-parenting in my office and the parents who walk into my office are nothing but brave and courageous to take the step to do something that's in the best interest of their children. Learn how to co-parent. I love that. Okay, so what other therapies are available? So there's family therapy, right? Where Mm -hmm. the whole family can participate in therapy, in a therapy model and work out any, you know, relationship stresses or any stresses involving the divorces or, you know, um, so family therapy can be very effective. and and so so those are those are the main therapies that um you know people can do following the divorce of course there's other services like mediation and reintegration therapy so there's really a lot of effective treatments out there for for families going through a divorce okay so run us through how therapy works how does it change what children are feeling can it, how can it reverse the effects So, I mean, that's a big goal, right? Reversing the effects. One individual has the power to do that, right? That might be a a really, really big goal. So I think therapists try their best and they play an important role in helping children deal with the news of separation and divorce, process the news, and deal with the aftermath of their parents. Do I think it can reverse the change? Only parents have the power to do that. We're talking about therapy for your children when they are going through a divorce right here on the Dating and Relationship Show. We'll continue with this conversation when we come back. Back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show, we are discussing children and the effects of divorce on them. And uh, before the break, we were discussing the available therapies for your children when going through a divorce. Joanna Sedell, she's a family therapist. She's in studio tonight. I want to talk about uh, something called therapeutic reintegration. What can you tell us about this and what does it mean? So, I mean, it's it's a specialized service. I mean, of course, it's not for every family. It's for a small percentage of families. Um, and it's a family therapy intervention that is intended to help 
children have healthy and meaningful relationships with both parents, right? And it's typically when a child is resisting contact with one parent after a separation. So they're putting the blame on that parent. Well, it could be. There are a number of reasons that a child may be resisting contact. Blame is one. There could be other reasons. You must see that a lot. Um, You know, I do see it. It's coming up more and more as, you know, as um, I've been in this field. There are what we call a lot of parent-child contact problems. Yeah, so what can a parent do in this case when their child has pretty much neglected them? They might have blamed them for the divorce. What can a parent do? in this situation? I mean, it is such a difficult situation to be in. I mean, I think the parents really need to look at themselves and, you know, how they made the child feel through the divorce or even before their divorce. I mean, we have to understand that sometimes children are justified in rejecting a parent after a separation, right? Sometimes that one parent caused a lot more conflict in the family. Sometimes one of the parents was a problematic parent, right? Over-disciplining, yelling all the time. So a child may have justified reasons to reject a parent post-separation. Okay, and so what is the goal uh, for this type of therapy, the therapeutic reintegration? What's your goal? There there is so many different goals in this type of therapy, right? But I think the main... What's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is to restore contact between the parent and the child and help reunite them and restore their severed relationship. And how successful is it? Um, Well, that's a really difficult answer. It's successful if the whole family is participating in it. The whole family is working towards the same goals, right? They're working towards these children having overall healthy child development. They're working on the same goal um, if they if they have a parenting schedule, right? They're working on facilitating it. If each parent is supposed to see the child during their designated period of time, the parents should honor that. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, they're focusing on their co-parenting relationship, helping them both establish effective communication and problem-solving skills. So there's so many different goals. It is a family therapy model. The family needs to participate to make things better. On to a new subject. So you're divorced, you're getting a divorce, and you want to meet somebody new as a parent. Let's talk about introducing a new partner to your children. Um, so let's just say you feel like you're ready to introduce your children to your new partner. Okay. Um, and some people think that, you know, great. I've been dating this person for a month. This is it. I think I'm going to marry this person. Let's introduce them to Johnny and Susie. But that is the wrong way to go about it. So when is a good time to introduce them to your new partner, in your opinion? Right. So, I mean, it's hard to answer that question without knowing the exact family situation. But there's a few things that you should note, right? If you've just gotten a divorce, right, and children are still processing that transition in their family, introducing a new partner would not be a good idea. Exactly. And just because you think you're ready, you may not be ready. And you don't know somebody in a month or two or three, you don't know them well enough, well enough 
to introduce them to your children. That is my advice. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. And what happens is these children keep meeting all these new people. And what what are the risks of that, Joanna? Well, I think let's let's mitigate those risks, right? Don't introduce them to multiple partners, <laughs> right? You should ensure that that relationship that you have with the partner is a secure one. You've been dating a secure one. That's right. You've been dating for at least six months at to least a year. Six months. Thank you. At least six months to a year, and you see a future with that person. Right. Right. So important. Yeah. Do you see a future? And don't be moving anybody in right away as well, because that's just going to totally affect the children. Absolutely. Like, who is this bozo, like, sleeping <laughs> in your room? Come on. This is such a delicate topic, right? But so many people do it, and we need to talk about it today, because people need to stop doing it. Well, they need stop to Stop being real- selfish and think about your children, because your children, put your put yourself in your children's shoes. They, you would not want that to happen to you. So I think one thing that they need to realize is introducing a partner too soon without a very thoughtful plan is going to impact your relationship with your children. And you have to ask yourself, do you want to take that risk? No, you don't. We need to continue this conversation when we come back, introducing a new partner to your children on the Dating and Relationship Show. We'll be back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta. Tonight in studio, we have Joanna Sadell. She's a child and family therapist and mediator. Before the break, we were talking about when is the right time to introduce a new partner to your children? And I think we uh, made it pretty clear you better be pretty serious with this person and at least six months to a year's mm-hmm. time. Nothing, bef- no sooner. You don't know somebody in three months. You think you do. You might be all goo goo gaga over this person, but you really truly don't know somebody in a short amount of time like that. Um, so we were discussing the effects on the children from meeting this new person too early. And you're saying, especially when you move this person in, and I've seen it happen quite a few times, you're saying that it can affect the relationship that you have with your children. So you want to continue with that conversation. Yeah, you have to be very thoughtful about this, yeah. right? So timing is important. Um, good practice is to, to maybe introduce them to your co-parent first. Right. And, and, and see, you know, if that per- if you plan on that person being a part of the children's life. Right. Um, you know, we have to we also have to think about parents. There is a life that parents can have after a divorce. I totally agree. And they do deserve to be happy. They do deserve to be happy. And a happy parent is going to be um, in the best interest of their child because then they will employ happy, pleasant parenting practices. So again, we're talking about communication. It's so important. You Mm -hmm. need to communicate with your kids. And they may not be happy about it after, especially if you've been single for about a year, and they might not be over the fact that you've, you know, they you have gotten divorced, but you need to sit them down and you need to have a conversation with them and tell them that, you know, mommy or daddy deserves to be happy Mm. and wants 
love as well and reassure them that you love them and that you're going to put them first. You always need to put your children first. Right. Your children are a priority. But you know what's even more significant is that what if your co-parent also sends that same message to their children? You're right. Daddy or mommy needs to be happy. And they're, they've accepted their co-parent in a new relationship. But oftentimes, the other parent might not be on board. So that's why we're giving some education. Right. Right? Heal from your separation and divorce. And think about your co-parent being happy. Because the quality of their relationship with their children is going to be so much richer. And if you are in a relationship with somebody who demands that you put them first before your children, they need to go. You need to see them to the door and you need to shut that door and don't open it again because that is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And that person has some crazy issues, okay? (laughs) Well, and, and I think you have to remember who you are. Right? Your children are you are your priority. Your children par- are number one. As parents, your children are your center of your world. Right? Yes. They don't need to encompass every single part of your world, but they sure should be at the center. Okay, so now what you're in a relationship with someone, you brought them into the home, you've been dating for a year, and then you bring them into the home, and you introduce them to your kids. Your kids, um, they like them. But then... The relationship doesn't work out. So what's the best way to break this news to the children? I mean, I think that's a bigger, I I think that's a bigger worry that may be played out because you have to understand that children's secure attachments are to their parents, right? And children have been, children have seen other um, important individuals like good teachers go and come from their lives. So children can often be resilient. Um, They may be sad that, um, you know, a parent's partner um, has left and maybe they want to find ways to keep in touch with that partner if that's possible. Um, But we have to remember, parents are children's secure attachment. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that happen as well, where the new person coming into the relationship gets attached to the children and then they break up. And then like, what happens then? Do they still get to see well, that other person or it's, it's almost like that person gets taken away Well, and, and, and it's sad. I should say, like, you have to evaluate that question properly because if this person was a step-parent for many years and very involved in the children's parenting and upbringing. Yeah, that's pretty much what I mean. Well, then that child is going to experience a tremendous loss unless there's a plan where the step-parent can have involvement in their children's lives. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean... That is that is a, a significant rupture to a child, right? Is if they had a really um, secure and quality relationship with a step parent, and then poof, one day that parent that step parent's gone. That's not good for children. And that step parent should have the rights to see that child. In some cases, that step parent should absolutely have the rights to see the child. It doesn't always play out that way. Um, But again, if that adult is actively involved and a loving adult to these children, we need to take that into huge consideration. So divorce can be tricky when children are involved, but, but so can introducing them to a new partner. Now, every child is different, and making sure that you're keeping their happiness and emotions a priority when making these tough decisions can make a big difference. Is there anything else, Joanna, that you would like to mention or bring awareness to when it comes to divorce and children? 
So I think we had such a good show with so many important topics um, that we touched on. Um, Note that we just touched on them and there's a lot more information that can be provided. But again, keep your children out of conflict, keep them out of the warfare and allow them to have safe, meaningful and loving relationships with both parents involved in their lives. Thank you so much for joining us today. Joanna, 1.2 million separated or divorced Canadians have children 18 or younger. Uh, This is why it's so important to get children counseling or therapy if they are negatively affected by divorce in the family. If anyone is currently going through divorce and are having trouble managing or, or notice that their children seem to not be handling it very well, how can they get a hold of you? Where do they find Joanna Sedell? So they can just go on the computer and look at my website. So it's torontofamilytherapist.com and they can contact me through my website. And if you are a second time arounder and you've um, done the work and you are no longer um, tied to your ex and you're looking to meet somebody fabulous and new, you can always hire me as your matchmaker. You can go to singleinthecity.ca. You can also find me on Instagram, Laura underscore Bellotta. You can also follow the show on Instagram, The Dating and Relationship Show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, especially tonight, because I think this is a very important topic. And uh, we'll see you next week. Ciao for now. (laughs) 